Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Scary Story Podcast brings original, short, scary stories right to your ears every week. Like Dead of Night, the story of a man who moves into a new apartment building only to discover its sinister foundation. Or another recent one, The Delivery, where a man discovers a family secret hidden in plain sight. Have you ever listened to a scary story that lingers as if it reminds you of a long-lost memory? My name is Edwin Covarrubias, host and writer over at Scary Story Podcast, where every episode brings you a short, original scary story every week. The stories are read just like this, me telling you a frightening story that will blur the lines between this and the world of hauntings, ghosts, experiences that defy logical explanation. You can join us by searching for Scary Story Podcast on your app right now. It's the show by Scary FM. I'll see you over on Scary Story Podcast. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. Sometimes we want nothing more than to be alone, all alone. Solitude can be solace until our fears begin to creep in. In those moments, the absence of company can suddenly terrify us. We are stuck with ghost or a monster or some other scary situation we have dreaded. And when we are alone, no one can hear you scream. First, a deadly challenge, followed by a warm place in hell. Finally, in our last story, the black hole of despair. If you haven't checked out our Patreon, head over to patreon.com snarled. Joining our Patreon is a great way to support Something Scary and all the work that we do. And before we get to our stories, I just wanted to ask if you would take a minute to rate or share this podcast. We are incredibly grateful for all of our listeners. So, wanna hear something scary? No one can hear you scream. Sometimes it feels like you'll die of embarrassment if you're called out for being wrong in front of your friends. But there are worse things that can happen out there that can actually kill you. Like in this story inspired by Lupin. Vic had always prided himself on being rational. He laughed at the mere mention of believing in supernatural phenomenon. Ghost, magic, curses. They were nothing more than tales told to gullible people. But he would not be fooled. 
He told his friends how ridiculous they sounded whenever anyone brought up such silliness or was scared of something so make-believe as spirits and haunted houses. It was a relatively warm evening for late winter in San Jose when Vic's friends issued him the challenge. Amidst their giggles and banter, the name Winchester House came up in the conversation. The infamous mansion was legendary. It was filled with tales of hauntings and spiritual encounters. It stood as a beacon of the supernatural in their city. Vic waved off their warnings with a dismissive laugh. If you think ghosts exist, I'll prove they don't, he declared with a smirk. I'll spend the night at the Winchester house and show all of you just how ridiculous your ideas are. His friends exchanged knowing glances, their eyes filled with teen mischief. As night fell, Vic found himself driving through the streets of San Jose towards the imposing Winchester house. With the house in his sights, he barely saw the other car coming straight at him. Vic swerved, just in time, with his heart pounding through his chest. He wondered if that was a good omen to start the night, or a very bad one. The air crackled with anticipation. An eerie sense of doubt settled over him. Trying to ignore his feelings, he pressed on, determined to expose the supposed ghost as nothing more than stories for children. Arriving at the mansion, Vic was surprised to find the door unlocked, a silent invitation to his challenge. With a shrug, he stepped inside, his footsteps echoing through the grand front hall adorned with old, creepy statues and spiderwebs clinging to the corners. Settling into the center of the room, Vic armed himself with snacks and his digital video camera for the night ahead. If ghosts were to reveal themselves, he would be ready to face them head on. Hours passed in anticipation until the clock struck midnight with a resounding chime. Vic jumped at the sound, his nerves rattled before he laughed at his own jitters. But then he heard it, the unmistakable echo of footsteps coming near. At first, he called out to his friends, thinking they were there to prank him. But when no one responded, panic set in. He tried to run, but it was too late. A figure emerged from the darkness, dressed in the clothes of an era from long ago. Accepting a confrontation, Vic was taken aback when the figure offered a genteel bow and spoke with an unexpected warmth. We have been expecting you. His voice carrying a hint of otherworldly residence. Dinner awaits in the dining hall. Please follow me. Together, he and the butler navigated the long corridors of the Winchester house, each turn leading them deeper into the maze. Upon entering the dining hall, Vic saw a scene straight out of a nightmare. Guests adorned in old-timey clothes sat in silence, their gazes fixed upon him with an intensity that sent shivers down his spine. The faces of the guests contorted and decayed before his eyes, morphing into grotesque masks of death. Vic scrambled to escape. He fled through the twisting corridors, but try as he might, escape eluded him. Each turn he took led him deeper into the clutches of the house. As dawn broke, Vic found himself exhausted and trapped at the mansion's front entrance, his desperate screams from inside falling on deaf ears. It was then that he glimpsed a familiar figure approaching, a friend bearing a somber expression in a single flower. 
As he pounded on the window, he started to hear his friend speak. I'm sorry, Vic, his friend murmured, laying the flower upon the threshold. I never meant for this to happen. As Vic looked around, he also noticed his car wasn't parked in front of the house where he had left it. Where was it? In that moment, realization dawned upon Vic like a bolt of lightning. The car that he had seemingly missed hitting, well, he hadn't missed it at all. He was killed in the collision. His journey into the realm of the supernatural afterlife had already been underway, but his soul wasn't ready to accept that and continued on his journey to the house. With a heavy heart, Vic watched as his friends left, leaving him to confront his fate alone. With tears in his eyes, a comforting presence enveloped him, a woman in black, her eyes filled with understanding. Do not despair, dear Vic, Sarah Winchester whispered, her voice a soothing calm amidst the chaos. You are not alone in this eternal labyrinth. Together, we shall wander these halls until the end of time. Have you ever been so sure of something and then been proven wrong? Did it have deadly consequences? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Sometimes the things that are creature comforts end up being the things that suffocate us. Like in this story inspired by Nico. Finishing up her last set at the gym, Jeannie glanced at her watch. If she went home to shower, she would be late heading into the office. She set a timer for 10 minutes. That should be good, she thought. She hated being at the gym around other people, people's eyes on her while she worked out, or worse, having to share the locker room with anyone. Thankfully, her job started early enough that she was often at the gym all alone in the early morning, just how she liked it. Jeannie walked to her rented locker and gathered her contents. She liked the local gym she attended. The owners were a generous couple that gave new members a duffel bag, water bottle, and shower shoes when they joined. Jeannie had the same duffel and water shoes with her today. She had misplaced the water bottle months ago. Jeannie walked the short distance from the lockers to the showers. There was an opaque glass door for all the shower stalls. Beyond the glass door was a dry room before the shower curtain and then the shower. The owners always stocked vacant clean showers with a new warm towel. Jeannie opened the glass door to the third stall and saw a new towel. 
The door behind her closed with a magnetic click as she hung up her duffel on the open hook. She opened it and retrieved her shower shoes. She took each shoe and sock one foot at a time and slid on her slides, careful not to put her bare feet on the pre-shower room floor. Having to shower there gave her the ick. She undressed out of her clingy gym clothes. She got her clean clothes and placed them on the bench. Jeannie turned the shower on to warm up before she stepped in. There's nothing worse than a cold stream of water, she thought to herself. She held her fingertips under the water until she felt satisfied with its temperature. When she stepped in, the warmth overtook her. The water felt like a blanket of summer, a natural relaxer for her overworked muscles. Jeannie zoned out, going through the motions of washing herself. She reached for and replaced each toiletry item as needed. Lather, rinse, repeat, left arm and pit, done. Lather, rinse, repeat, right arm and pit, done. Lather, rinse, repeat, leg and foot, done. Lather, rinse, click. Jeannie felt time stand still. Her heart sank to her feet and heated her whole body while it dropped. Her core tightened as she held her breath. That was the door next to mine. She convinced herself. She stood completely still under what now felt like scalding hot water. The sudden heat gave Jeannie the courage she needed to pull back the curtain. Nothing, no one. She laughed out loud at herself. No more scary movies before bed, she chuckled. Jeannie fixed the water temperature. See, she whispered, your water turned hot when they turned theirs on. No one came into your stall, crazy girl. Shortly after rinsing the conditioner out of her hair, she heard her phone buzz from the dry room where she was in her duel. Time's up. Then she turned on the faucet. She flipped her head down and twisted her water-weighed curls into a spiral and wrang out the excess water. The alarm was incessant. I'm coming, she thought. Jenny quickly wiped down her arms, legs, and torso of any larger drops of water and instinctively reached for her hooked towel. She draped the towel around her shoulders and paused. The warm, dry, comforting expectation of what was supposed to be her towel now felt like a cold and prickly skin pressed up against her back. Jeannie dropped the towel, but it was too late. The freezing flesh material on the towel transferred and morphed into her back. She looked over her shoulder in a panic to see scale-like chunks of something embedding themselves deeper into her skin. The scales felt like hooks digging into her wet backside. Jeannie called out in pain. Surely someone will hear her and come to help. She could feel whatever was gripping at her skin in small synchronic pinches, like a tattoo gun sputtering irregularly, nicking at every part of her back. The substance on the towel was now attached to her and tried to find its way onto her, around her, inside her. Jeannie reached back and tried to lift the dandruff-like flakes away from her. Piled on top of each other, she could not make out where one entity ended and the other started. Like an acrylic nail on its last hour, she bent a scale back, curious to see what was on the other side. She felt the pull and tear of her nerves already entangled with this thing. From her peripheral, she could see hundreds of little legs with bits of her back flesh attached to them. Jeannie gave one last panic scream before falling to the floor. She rolled on her back and tried to shimmy the organisms off of her. The pain began to overpower her mind. The last image she saw before succumbing to the pain was two pairs of blurred feet through the glass door, watching, waiting for her to die. 
she wouldn't be the last of the victims the gym owner would lure in. And no one would ever know she was on a long list of trophies for the serial killer. Are you okay with being in very public spaces? Or does it give you anxiety? What is your biggest fear? Is it anything like what happened to Jeannie? Just when you think your roommate is the most annoying person in the world, you might end up praying they were around when you need them. Like in this story inspired by Jonathan Pickle. When I arrived home to discover that our power was out, I was furious. I called my roommate, who had left earlier that morning for vacation to visit his mother. He assured me that the bill had been paid and that the power would be restored in a couple of hours. At that point, I decided to go to a friend's house to watch an NBA game, assuming that by the time I returned home around midnight, the power would be back. Later that night when I returned from my friend's house, I looked up at my apartment complex and noticed that some apartments had a dim yellow light, but mine remained pitch black. There was a chance I still had power. With my fingers crossed, I headed up the dark staircase to my door. I opened the apartment door and peered into the pitch black hole that was my powerless apartment. The closet light switch was 10 feet from the door, so I would have to feel my way along the walls through the darkness. As I made my way, I realized it was much darker inside than I had expected. Our habit of keeping the blinds closed to keep away nosy neighbors didn't help either. I don't think I had been this freaked out of the dark since I was a kid. It brought back several visceral memories of being scared as a child, having no control, fearing what I could not see. I took a deep breath. You're a grown-ass adult, you're fine. I must have missed the light switch because the first thing I felt in my hand was a door frame, my bedroom door frame. I wandered in, still hugging the wall, and my bedroom door made a loud creak as I leaned against it. I despised that door. The slightest touch made it seem to scream. Eventually, I found the light switch. Flick. Nothing. Damn it. No power, I muttered to myself. I left the switch on so that when the power returned, I would know immediately. Deciding to brush my teeth first, I felt along the walls until I found my way into the bathroom. The bathroom, with no windows itself, seemed darker than the rest of the apartment, essentially a black hole. It consumed any light. I fumbled around in the darkness, searching for my toothpaste and toothbrush. Standing in a complete void, brushing my teeth, I listened to the noises typical of my crowded apartment complex. Footsteps echoed from the apartment above, followed by the unmistakable sound of the next door couple arguing. It was oddly comforting to feel like I wasn't alone. Then I heard the creak of my bedroom door. My initial thought was that the power was back on and the air conditioner had caused the door to shift. However, I realized the light in my bedroom was still off. Someone was inside my apartment with me. Suddenly, I felt exposed in the complete darkness, as if I was being watched. Remembering stories of pirates wearing eye patches to adjust their eyes to the dark, I became increasingly weary. Sensing someone had been in the apartment longer than me and would be more adjusted to the lack of light, I swallowed my fear and focused on finding a solution. After mustering up courage, I crept out of the bathroom. As I silently walked with my hands outstretched, probing the dark, I reached my nightstand 
and found the power bank and necessary cords for my dead cell phone. Determined to have a flashlight, I pocketed the electronics and continued on. I moved back toward the bathroom with the power bank and phone. Using my other hand to guide my way, I brushed upon something unfamiliar. Did I get lost in my own apartment? I thought. Reaching out with both hands, my left hand felt the right side of the hallway wall, while my right hand confirmed my position. However, I encountered an unfamiliar object, a handful of hair. Someone was standing in front of me. The moment it registered, I bolted. Reacting instinctively, pushing my way through the intruder and rushing into the bathroom, locking myself inside, I pressed against the door, listening intently. Despite hearing noises from the neighbors, there was a silence from my bedroom. Then came a knock at the door, first polite, then louder and heavier. I felt whoever was on the other side might break through the flimsy door. I waited anxiously, cursing the slow charging of iPhones, recalling matches and a candle above the toilet. I located them and lit the candle. As the dim amber flame flickered, I noticed a drip sound. I whipped around to face the tub, but instead was met by a grotesque-looking creature with saliva dripping from its mouth. It was in the bathroom with me, and it had been the whole time. Panicked, I realized I had to confront it. With shaky hands, I finally turned on my phone's flashlight, revealing the terrifying creature. Almost looking like a disfigured man, but with multiple rows of dagger-sharp teeth and a soulless grin. This is the monster that lurks in the dark. As it screamed, I fled with my phone's light illuminating the apartment, revealing not just one nocturnal creature, but several. All with menacing grins, clawing at the clothing, I raced towards the front door, only to pass my roommate's lifeless body in the hall. As I reached the moonlight just outside of my apartment door, I thought, if he's here, then who's at my mother's house? Are you afraid of the dark? What things do you think lurk there? Did you experience anything supernatural? Tell us your story by sending us an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, narration by Blair Bathory, audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Produced by Anna Villalobos. Executive produced by Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash snarled. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.